My name is David J. Harris, Jr. Join me and millions of Americans around the country as we embrace liberty and freedom. This is the David J. Harris, Jr. Show. Hello, friends and family from around the country and literally around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris, Jr. And today, friends, I've got a special, special guest, somebody that knows probably more than anyone else, or at least as much as anybody else on the border, the issues of the border, the stuff that's not being shown on our mainstream media news. Uh, Literally, he's been down there, his connections from uh, his former work uh, with uh, with Immigration Customs Enforcement. Uh, and border security, border patrol it gives him a, a keen inside look into what's happening and still with connections down there to share with all of us what we're not hearing. This is probably one of the most important uh, podcasts and videos, shows that uh, you'll see. Please share it. And if you love the videos I bring you and you want to support the show, then please get over to davidharrisjr.store and pick yourself up a t-shirt like this. We all Got to stand against critical race theory. You better dare to do that. Otherwise, our country is going to go in the wayside. Uh, It's going to be just submerged into absolute chaos as young people are coming out of schools, believing that they've got to judge everybody based on the color of their skin and not the content of their character. Absolutely just insane. Or get yourself something that's a nice, subtle, uh, something subtle to put on your desk. My body, my choice. No vax for me. Uh, I've got a lot of mugs and hats and shirts you can get over there at davidharrisjr.store. All right, friends, my guest today uh, is a, a former guest as well, good friend of mine. Victor Avila has had an amazing story. He has an amazing story. I'm, I want you to get his book. His book, Agent Under Fire, A Murder and a Manifesto, is absolutely riveting. Uh, you can search Agent Under Fire. I think you can get that uh on Amazon as well. I've got the book here. I'm I'm going through this. It is amazing. You need to read it to give yourself an inside look at what, again, what we're not hearing uh, from mainstream media. And uh, it exposes a lot of what was going on during the Obama-Biden administration. And unfortunately, right now, I think that we're seeing Obama 2.0 with the Biden administration. Uh, so friends, without further ado, my guest, Victor Avila. Victor, my brother, how are you doing today? I'm doing really good, David. Thank you so much for having me back on your show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, brother. Well, loving your book. I really hope everybody goes and picks up your book. Um, You you cover so many things in there about the border, about what took place when you were uh, uh, when you were still working. And uh, it's it's give us a give us an overview synopsis really quick of what that is before we jump into the what's taking place right now with the border and then even with dare with with uh, critical race theory I, my shared dare to stand against critical race theory you've got some keen insights on what something that took place here in South Lake Texas that went national that every single parent across the country needs to know about and uh, I'm a big proponent for getting active in local elections, especially school board elections. But first, Agent Under Fire, a murder and a manifesto. Give us an overview synopsis of what my uh, my viewers will, will get in that book. Well, I'll tell you what, you're going to go through some emotions reading my book. This is a, a the synopsis is the story. I had to put it on paper uh, and back in 2011, February 15th. Uh, my, my partner, Special Agent Jaime Zapata, and I were ambushed by the drug cartel Los Setas. And uh, tragically, Agent Zapata lost his life in the line of duty. I, I survived being shot three times. And I'm here before you by the grace of God to be able to tell you this story. And I wanted to 
uh, detail this story and my assignment and my career in this book. But then also on the second half of this book, which I refer to as a manifesto, is exactly what you just mentioned about border security. Uh, I break down sanctuary cities, the wall, asylum, everything that we're seeing right now at the border. I've been there and done that and worked it. And not only in my career, I've actually been down there myself. I'm retired now. I've been retired since 2015. But I've already been down to the Rio Grande Valley. I've been to McAllen. I've been to Del Rio. And I've been to El Paso just in the last month and a half to make sure that I know exactly what's going on and talk firsthand with our border agents, the sheriffs. Uh, and I was part of a, a border security coalition down in Del Rio just a few weeks ago and, and really bring everyone a firsthand account of what's happening. Because, as you know, no one's reporting on it. The, the mainstream media, I haven't seen CNN or MSNBC down there and they're ignoring it. And just because you're ignoring it doesn't mean it's not happening. And it is it is chaotic. It's a disaster. It's beyond beyond a crisis, David. So, so appreciative for you and your your courage to speak out and to share what took place, uh, not only with you and your partner. Uh, so thankful for you and your your heart to serve uh, and the faith to stay in the fight. Uh, let's let's jump into what's taking place at the border and what we're not hearing about. You've sent me some videos. We're seeing some clips. You know, we see mostly I, I, I watch multiple news networks just to see what they're talking about. I don't see a lot of clips on MSNBC and CNN, even ABC and NBC. They're not really showing a lot of the detailed information that you get to see. Some of it you get to see on Fox. You can see it on OAN and Newsmax. They're more open to show the, the truth of what's taking place. Uh, they get clips from individuals like you that are down there that are that have connections down there that are at the border that see what's going on. You know, Kamala, she went to the border, uh, but did she really even go to the border? She didn't she didn't go to any of the areas that you're going to. What's your take on Kamala and where she chose to go uh, at the border compared to what's really happening at the border? It is ridiculous. Her visit is a is a ridiculous visit. I'm born and raised in El Paso, Texas. I could have taken her there. She went to the city of El Paso, but believe it or not, did not go to the border. She could have gone at least to a port, an international port of entry to show at least the bridge where people come in legally, uh, which, by the way, right now they can't come in. If you're a, 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 Lisa, a, a laser visa holder, if you have a, a passport to come in, uh, you can't come in. They won't let you come in, but you could come in illegally in between the ports of entry from all parts of the world, which makes absolutely no sense. And I'll, you're going to hear me say this a lot today. It's upside down and backwards in, in our country down there. Unrecognizable. It's lawlessness. She uh, That visit it was, uh, I heard someone say it's a dog and pony show. That's exactly what it was. She could have gone at least down to the port of entry. There's many, many, numerous spots she could have picked, but you know what? It would have shown the wall. It would have shown the vulnerabilities of where the wall does not exist. And she would have seen a lot of activity. And in El Paso, it's the criminal activity. I went down there. Uh, and, and let me tell you, it's very different than the real Grand Valley. And I'll cover that area first since we're talking about there. This is the area in El Paso, Texas, El Paso County, Hudspeth County, and part of New Mexico, where we have a Trump wall. And... Uh, we have individuals jumping that wall using makeshift ladders. Uh, I saw them at you know midnight. I was out there uh, with Border Patrol. They were jumping uh, the wall. Uh, incredible to see these individuals jump. You know, uh, fighting age males jumping. These are not individuals that are turning themselves in like we see family units doing down at the southern border. They're avoiding detection at all costs. And I saw Border Patrol on, um, on helicopter chasing them on horseback on ATVs and it, it is they're overwhelmed because 
our border agents, we don't, we don't have the manpower. Where are they right now? They're down there processing the family units and unaccompanied children that is taking up most of their time. And so we have a free for all. We have checkpoints that are inside our country within 75 miles along the border that are not manned right now by Border Patrol. So the checkpoints is usually used as a last measure of detection, right, for illegal aliens or drugs. Well, they're not they're closed. And so traffic is flowing. Uh, We have state police that are being deployed down uh, to the border. Texas troopers. We have, you know, Florida, Nebraska. I heard Ohio is bringing them. But uh, there's a ripple effect of what's happening. We've taken those state police officers away from our small rural counties and and cities like Midland, Odessa, Abilene, around Texas. And they're suffering from the the backup that the the state police gives our local sheriffs and city police. And so there's no one manning the interstates in Texas right now. And so we've seen DUIs jump through the roof. We've seen uh, the drug traffickers, the, the highways are wide open for them because there's no troopers on the on the line, on the highways. They're down there helping Border Patrol. So it's a huge mess with, with this border security. And I want people to understand that it's not just there. It's a ripple effect throughout inside the rest of our country. Yeah, it is. I'm going to go to one of these videos. You've sent me some videos from you being down there at the border just within the last week or so. Uh, I'm going to go to this video right now that uh, shows um, the 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 river that's just dried up and the footsteps that are there. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty unbelievable. Again on the river, but look at all the footprints here. Look at all the footprints that it was once mud. You see where people stepped inside the mud to get across. Now it's a lot easier because there hasn't been any rain out here in the wild and in, in a wild. So now it's it's very dry out here. But look at look at where people put their feet in here and all the foot traffic that has come through here. How many of these are gotaways? How many of these are aggravated felons? How many of these are prior deports? You can hear. Can you hear that traffic? That's Mexico. There's a road right behind us. This is Mexico right behind this ledge here. There's a road there that the illegal aliens and then drug traffickers use to gain access to this area. The river looks like it's pretty much dried up. It, it is. It, it, it is. It looks and, and like that, it's. That area is is has been like that. <laughs> you know, I worked that area for 20 years, and uh, were cases where SUVs full of drugs. Uh, backpackers are talking about teenagers, you know, the 16, 17 year olds that that now the Biden administration, oh, these are accompanied minors and we got to treat them. No, these are these are drug traffickers that uh, are crossing over meth, methamphetamine, fentanyl, uh, heroin, cocaine, marijuana in backpacks. They come over, dump them on the U.S. side and someone else picks them up and takes them to the stash house. Same exact thing with the humans. They cross the humans. Someone picks them up on the U.S. side and takes them to a stash house. We've seen record numbers of stash houses uh, uh, being taken down of the ones that we're being able to detect, not only uh, along the border of Texas, Arizona, New Mexico and California, but the interior cities like in Houston, where they hold these individuals and sometimes continue to hold them hostage until they pay an additional fee because the cartels don't care. They continue to extort these people. We know they, they rape the women. We know they, 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 they do all these crazy things to these uh, migrants and they continue to extort them for money. 
And so we've been able to detect some of these, but how many of those are not? The smuggling ventures continue in, in tractor trailers and in, uh, in vehicle rollovers. And I, I think I sent you a video on that. Uh, there's a lot of chases going on by state troopers of, of the smuggling, of the human smuggling. They, they pack a bunch of people into a vehicle and they transport them into the, uh, the interior of a country. I mentioned in the video about the prior deports, about the aggravated felons. These are individuals that are have been in our country illegally, have committed a crime, a serious crime, have gone to prison, got deported after they served their time. And guess what? They're taking advantage that the border is wide open. So they're coming right back in. They're coming they're right, right back, back in. in, right back in. And here's the difference now is that now if they do get detected, they will be sent back. But no one's being arrested. No one's being prosecuted. These are wow. aggravated felons. If that individual just a few months ago before the Biden administration took over would have been detected, would have been arrested and prosecuted for illegal reentry as an aggravated felon. You're looking at a minimum, minimum of two years in a federal prison for doing that, plus whatever criminal history you have. So wow. they're not now facing they're just getting a slap on the wrist and sent out and they come right back the next day. No consequences whatsoever. And that goes the same for the, the human smugglers, the drivers. Uh, I found this out in El Paso that they're using illegal aliens to drive illegal aliens. So the cartel says, OK, uh, we're going to cross you over, but I'm going to need you. You know how to drive. Uh, I'm going to send another load of illegal aliens and you're going to drive them to the stash house. So they don't even need you as citizens anymore. And so when they get busted, if they do, no one gets prosecuted. They're all illegal. And the Department of Justice declines prosecution and we might send them back. But here they come right back later that day or the following day because there's nothing, nothing happening. And so everybody's clear. This was not like that during the Trump administration. Absolutely not. Absolutely not here. It, it, there's always been illegal uh, immigration. There's always been smuggling, but never, never, even in my 20 year career, have I seen what's happening right now. Lawlessness. Absolutely complete disregard for our laws, not just immigration law, asylum laws, state laws, uh, child endangerment laws. How many videos have you seen of kids being abandoned by their own parents uh, because they want to be smuggled uh, willingly and unwillingly giving them the kids to the cartels to gain access? Because remember, the cartels control Mexico. They control the flow of these individuals. You've seen I the wonder bracelets. I wonder how many of these cartels are actually just taking kids. Oh, yeah. A lot of them, are, a lot of them, them. don't ask. A lot of them don't ask. They use they take them a lot from orphanages. They do, you take them a lot from families. A lot of these people that are coming from Mexico and Central America. They hadn't been victimized. No one was victimizing them in their countries. I understand they have horrific conditions. There's no work. There's no uh, uh, opportunity like there is in the U.S., but nobody was raping them. Nobody was, you know, uh, you know, there's uh, there's a difference between p putting yourself in that situation. And so we have parents that uh, they come into the situation and the cartels take their kids. We have I think the last number I saw, 15,000 unaccompanied children in our custody because we can't find their next of kin to reunite them. Why is that? Because these kids are coming, you know, with uh, parents or people that are not their parents and not next of kin. We stop doing DNA testing. I saw individuals in Del Re in, uh, down in McAllen come in directly from the river, turn themselves into Border Patrol, and then be taken by bus to the downtown McAllen bus station, where oh. they boarded a bus station. They went into a Catholic Charities NGO, 
We're given toiletries. We're given uh, clothing. We're given money to go buy tickets, to buy a, 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 a bus ticket or an airline ticket. And, and I showed you these videos. It is incredible to me that we can talk about lawlessness. Do we have illegal aliens boarding commercial air, airliners, uh, commercial flights in the United States without identification? And I've been trying to blow this out of the water and tell people how in the world uh, can this be happening after 9-11? You know what we have to go through at airports. We have yeah. to take off our shoes. We have the all liquids. The, all of us. We had to do all that. Well, I was and just. If you don't in, have ID, you can't get through. You can't you just get, can't on get on. identification. So literally, I, I'm going to show that video in a second. Literally, what we're talking about are individuals that are coming across the border with no identification that are being allowed to pass through TSA and board airplanes with no identification, to have no idea who they are other than the paper documentation. I'm going to show that video in a second. Uh, but first, I'm going to get back to this one really quick. This is a video that's uh, inside of Texas. This is on the United States side of the border. And this is just one example of a car chase that went bad. My goodness, you've got to be stinking kidding me. Uh, and now I've got some video, some pictures here of what the aftermath of that looks like. This uh, car uh, totally destroyed. How many people, how many illegals were in this car? Uh, here's a shot of some of them. How many total were in that car trying to get away 17. from? Uh, there were 17 illegal aliens in that small car. And wow. uh, there's another picture that I sent you of, of one that uh, was deceased in the car that didn't make it out. But it was, um, it, you know, we've been seeing these almost on a daily basis down in the in the valley of, of Texas, the Rio Grande Valley, of uh, these chases uh, that you saw the, the troopers doing that. Uh, the troopers are doing a, a, a marvelous job, Texas DPS, in trying to contain some of this uh, of the illegal movement because there's two things happening here. They're the ones that you you see uh, the, them, they're turning themselves into Border Patrol, right? The family units, they, they come up from all parts of the world and turn themselves into Border Patrol. Border Patrol processes them as fast as they can and then lets them, releases them. It's the catch and release, release into the U.S., wherever they want to go. But yeah. the other part is that you don't know a lot about is the the ones that are not wanting to turn themselves in. And why not? Why wouldn't you? If I'm a clean uh, citizen from Guatemala, I'll come and turn myself in. The ones that don't are the ones that don't want to be detected because they have gang affiliations, cartel affiliations, criminal histories in their country or even our own. And so they don't want to be detected. And they, they pay the coyote to be smuggled, transported in these fashions uh, into the interior of our country. And those are, are, are the dangerous ones. Those are the ones that... Border Patrol calls the gotaways and they don't know how many there are. If they say, I hear the numbers that if, if we detect a hundred thousand, it might be two or three times of the gotaways that actually also access our country. So remember those numbers. Those last last month it was a hundred over a hundred and eighty thousand detected. How many were not? Three hundred thousand? We don't know. It's an abs it's an absolute alarming uh, state of our country right now that's taking place. Uh, and the other thing that we all need to understand is how absolutely violent, barbaric and evil these cartel members are. 
you sent me a video that I, I can't post it. Uh, we're going to talk about the the evil that's in that video, and it's just one of many that you have. I asked you to send me one so I could see it. I thought I was ready to watch it. Uh, I've got a pretty strong stomach, but uh, it's it's not Hollywood. It's not make-believe what these people are doing. Uh, we'll get into that in just a minute. Right now, we're going to pause for a quick word from today's sponsor, my good friend, Mike Lindell. I don't always buy big boxes, friends, but when I do, I make sure they're big boxes from MyPillow.com. <laughs> big box stores have canceled Mike Lindell. He's losing $65 million this year. Not because of me, though. I'm using that code TRUMP2020 at MyPillow.com. I just got his new mattress. If it's anything like his mattress topper, I know I'm going to love it, like his sheets, like his bathrobe. Get over there to MyPillow.com and use that code TRUMP2020 when you do, because I'm believing it's not over. It is not over. I still have faith. God bless you. 